For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. I'm Christopher Sabat, voice of Alex Louis Armstrong, the strong-arm alchemist. And you're listening to The Geek Show, which has been passed down the Armstrong line for a generation or two. Gentlemen, I've gathered you here at the Geek Show tonight because we have a grand plan we need to put forward. I have got here the brains, Rob, the muscle of a Rob, the getaway driver, uh, Dave. Don't know why we have the half-blind guy driving. And then, of course, we've got our wild card, Ryan. I'm the muscle, yay. And, of course... (laughs) I'm the brain. We have me. I'm, I'm sorry. Who will be framing you all for the robbery and taking all the goods. But you don't know that yet. <laughs> it comes into play in the fourth quarter of the film. Ben we are the Geek Show. Yes. Balaclava's on, guys. <laughs> oh, so many jokes when you said Balaclava's on. Uh, what was that wow. voice you were putting on there, Rob? It was awful. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Uh, you need to work on your heist persona. <laughs> I've just got to put on a New Jersey accent and I'm done. <laughs> I, I just don't say anything. <laughs> yep. Anyway, are, you, um, are, you, are you now Vinnie Jones from uh, Gone in 60 Seconds? Yes. <laughs> you don't say anything until the very end. Yes. <laughs> anyway, if you couldn't guess from that um, intro, we are talking about heists and plans and all that good stuff today. But first, we've got some news. Yes, we do. Um, first up, head teachers may be able to call the police if uh, they catch your children playing Grand Theft Auto or other games that are way above their age rating. Mm, uh, to be honest, this story stinks of... Um, you know that a lot of the original Grand Theft Auto contro- controversy was planted by Max Clifford? Yes. Just to get more... Yeah. It stinks of that, really, that, like... It's the sort of story that's very difficult to prove and very easy to say. So, yeah, and Grand Theft Auto V's coming out on PC in two weeks. Let's get it back in the headlines. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, it's, it's funny how that initial controversy was mainly lawyers. I think it, they're just trying to get more work. Thing yeah. Is, 
This no, isn't so much a Max mm. Clifford story. This is actually... Well, you don't know that because he never says, this uh, propaganda is sponsored by Max Clifford. Well, he's not saying anything at the moment, is he? I know, because he's subversive. He, he plants stories. No, no, I he's mean... He's in jail, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's not saying much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm saying it's like that. That like well, it's, It seems like... A... Not quite. This is from the Nantwich Education Partnership. Um, basically, uh, it's a collective of 15 primary schools and one secondary academy in Cheshire. Um, they've issued the warning after finding their pupils had been present when adult-oriented games had been on or had even been found playing them. Um, they're calling out games like Grand Theft Auto, Gears of War, Call of Duty specifically. Um, they're pointing the finger at social networking apps as well, Facebook, WhatsApp, that sort of thing. And the collective's head teachers stated that exposure could lead to early sexualized behavior and leave children vulnerable to grooming and various exploitation, that sort of thing. Why Gears of War? It, not... it, it seems odd. That game was out years ago. They haven't had one in quite a while. Why pick on that one? I don't know. <laughs> I always go back to the classics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think about that. That's what that is. So, he's my opinion on it. Uh... Yeah, young kids shouldn't be playing these games. Yeah. But they will be because um, most likely their parents have got them in. And by law, of their, their guardian says they are allowed to play it and they purchased it for them. There's no problem with them playing it. Yeah, parents yeah. still protest ignorance when like, games have been a thing for 30 years. They really should know yeah. by now. Like, And we, the... The the rating system's been revised so many times because they can't understand it, they keep saying. Yeah. And uh, when I was working in game station, parents would be saying, oh, they shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to sell things like that to kids. It's like, we don't sell them to kids. If we did, there's a over £5,000 fine to anyone who does. Exactly. So we're selling them to you, who are letting your kids play them. <coughs> so, uh, I remember working in game and like GTA just come out on the current generation of consoles and a lady came over to me and was like uh, this game doesn't have swearing in it does it? <laughs> I, that, that was the big <laughs> issue I was like uh, yeah it's got a lot of swearing it's got the F's and the C's and all the really bad ones it's also got murder and torture and sex and all this oh I'm sure Johnny's going to be fine with it it's just a game, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter how hyper realistic the graphics are. So, um, even though I don't think these kids should have them, if their parents game for them legally, I think then no one should have an argument. So if but- the police are called, who's held responsible? Not sure. This is the thing. They're saying they'll call the police, but I'm not sure what the police can do. If the parents have legally bought the game and legally allowed their kids to play the game, I'm not sure what the school, what kind of stand the schools can take. Mm. See, here's the thing. When I was a kid, I played GTA. You know who played it with me? My dad. Me think, and my dad used to sit it, down and play GTA, and he it, would sit down and explain, you know, this is bad, right? I think exactly the same. A major difference, though, is I was playing like Mortal Kombat 2 at the age of 10. That's laughable by today's standards. It's the photorealism. That's the problem. The photorealism is just it is, yeah. it's very, very real it's compared still to what these it used games, to be. A lot of them get playground publicity. That's how Mortal Kombat sold. Can I? Can I just make yeah. a point? I'd be more worried, right? I'd actually be more worried if your kid, if your if your twelve year old son or daughter was addicted to Sniper Elite Three. There was Manhunt as well, which hey. got a lot of no, no, no. no. The, you know the slow motion shots. 
in there, which is almost like violence porn. I'd be more worried if they were addicted to a game like that. I'd be more, I'd be more worried if my kid was uh, addicted to Candy Crush because that stuff will cost me. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Manhunt was worse. What? Mm. Just worse in general. But yeah, I'm more worried about that was the online aspects. Films, so yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm more worried about the online aspects. As uh, I use this example a lot, but if your kids are playing Call of Duty. You know, 18 plus, it's an 18 plus environment. There's going to be people of all ages of the age of 18 playing that game. Well, yeah. any think- game, a lot a lot of games put their like their age rating and they'll put online players not rated by the ESRI. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I've said, obviously, for that target audience, it's going to be aimed at people, obviously, a lot older. You yeah. think they're not the, effing I, and jeffing on Skylanders Online? Yeah, I, totally use, yeah. I use the example. <laughs> it's almost like giving just leaving your kid almost alone in a pub. It's like they could be talking to anyone in that environment. And obviously, I, mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, say you could be playing with anyone online, even if it was like a like a 12, uh, even if it was a online plus free game. Uh, but it's obviously, you're just more likely to encounter certain people. And that's when people, like these kids, are picking up like bad language and behaviour towards people. Mother Jeff and Spyro. Yeah, <laughs> all to blame. Unfortunately, no, no. Mushy monsters. Unfortunately, Club Penguin. Club Ni- Penguin. That was it. Nintendo's unfortunate like solution was to limit how much you can communicate with other people. Yeah, yeah. but otherwise, yeah, you can be exposed to any sort of language online. Like, just for it, American listeners, we don't all like crumpets. They are tasty, but that's not our whole persona. I don't like Dude, crumpets. I could go for a crumpet right now. Wait, I'm more of a t- crumpets? I'm more of a toasted tea cake man, but I don't like either. Crumpets are <laughs> tasty. <laughs> but, oh, but, sorry, we do have hot cross buns. Yeah, I'm all for them. I'm all for them. Yes. Them. Crumpets, not so much hot cross buns. <laughs> They're the biz. Bring on the crumpets. But uh, next new story. Yes, uh, anyway, moving on. Um, we'll come back to that controversy at some point. Uh, it's, it's, it's omnipresent controversy, that one. It is. Uh, um, Dave is right. There is kind of shades of the whole Max Clifford scaremongering about it. As I said, the PC version's out in two weeks. We need it in the headlines again, because no publicity is bad publicity for this kind of thing. I think more parents just need more education on the subject. Rock, did, Rockstar um, has the best PR guy in the world, apparently. Did <laughs> best Buy ban GTA on the Xbox One and PS4, and it, like, tripled their sales? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Night vision eye drops. That sounds like it might, you know, burn your retinas. Yes. Um, they're uh, a, a group of daring biohackers from California's Science for the Masses Collective. Oh, um, I love the fact that biohackers is now a job. Yeah. They've just performed the world's first night vision enabling shine job. They employed a chemical called uh, oh, right. E6. So is this, like, is this like cat eyes? Um, not quite. This right. is more like this is more like uh, what's his face, um, Riddick eyes. No, no. But like, uh, essentially, the reason that can, cats and dogs can see in the the dark really well is that you know when you shine a, a light in a cat's oh, eyes I, and it reflects back. Yes, yes, yes. It's because the inside of their retinas is, in effect, shiny. Yeah. So with low light, they can bounce it round and actually yeah. get more like light out of less. Yeah. I mean, what they've, what they've used is this chlorine E6 or CE6 chemical, which is extracted from deep-sea fish and occasionally used to treat night blindness to give humans 
humans the ability to temporarily see in the dark using painless eye drops. Um, the, there are a fair amount of papers talking about having it injected in uh, models like rats. Um, and it's u- been used intravenously since the 60s as a treatment for different cancers. So, so they know use, it's safe for the human body. If you use these eye drops, do you see in full colour or is it black and white like our normal night vision? I'm not entirely sure. I think it's kind of black and white. Possibly. Well, that's essentially like dogs because, yeah. have very good night vision because um, they have a lot of... Uh, there's two types of cells in the eyes. There's cones and rods. Rods work in very low light but yep. have like lower visual clarity and that's where you get the black and white vision and that's why we see essentially in black and white in the dark. And but you if- accuse me of being too sciencey. I don't, I don't <laughs> like this news story. There's no hilarious applications for it. I do find it hilarious that in my short version of it... Pour fish liver oil into your eyes and be able to see in the dark. I think that might do some damage. <laughs> First and foremost. All them Reddit cosplayers can oh, get on this. Seven Seas is going to make a fortune. <laughs> if you pour other oils into your eyes, it have different effects. <laughs> I now have rainbow vision. I can see in UV. <laughs> I can see dead people. I see darkness. <laughs> I, see. I think that's just think, blindness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that day. <laughs> I'm fully aware of the joke I just made. What is that just, you know, crumbling up my chemical romance into liquid and pouring into your eyes? Is that how you get that? Where has this gone? I don't I know. I think crumbling like an oxo cube. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Until it's like a liquid. Yeah. I think it's just most liquids that shouldn't be applied to the eye causes yeah, the darkness much. one. Pretty much. Except it's not like the darkness from the comic or the game. It doesn't swear at you every opportunity. Oh dear. Darkness Mike. doesn't swear at you. It's every character other than the darkness that swears at you. Voiced by Mike Patton, that. <laughs> which I find pretty cool. Anyway, um, moving on. All right. Yes. Um, someone has invented an 8 bit instant camera gun that prints images onto, uh, you know, the old Game Boy printer? Yeah, prints it, it onto that. He's basically um, someone stripped a um, old Game Boy. Uh, the Game Boy camera and the Game Boy printer assembled it onto like a toy gun and made it so you can point, shoot, and it'll print off an 8 bit version of that image. Well, they, they say 8 bit, it is basically just the the Game Boy printer and camera. Yeah, I'm not sure where that falls bit wise because apparently, yeah, the uh, the Game Boy itself was in a way too more powerful than the SNES. Yeah one of its processing stats was higher so that you know the Game Boy player that you plugged into the SNES yeah. actually had a full Game Boy in the cartridge the SNES really? did nothing seriously yeah wow the SNES was a power cable basically yeah like a, a video link yeah that's about it wow um, yeah uh, I, I'm curious uh, what would happen if you point because uh, I've got pictures of this up here it just looks like something that uh, kind of you know the old 60s Doctor Who kind of strapped together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very timey-wimey detector. Yeah, it, it is very timey-wimey detector. It, 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 to me, it looked like something a like steampunk person would build. I'd hate to point this at the American police. <laughs> oh, you'd be dead before you even took it out of your bag. <laughs> They'd have every weapon hitting me at once. I'd be tasered and shot and kind of, you know, and chemicals, pepper sprayed and various other things. So it's a very cool piece of kit. Um, 
I'm not sure what police. practical use it really has nowadays, but... Well, you can't really use it for passports, can you? Can you still <laughs> get the paper for Game Boy cameras? Oh, it's just... Or is there just, like, a limited amount of it left? <laughs> I think you can still get it. It's just kind of a, a th- roll of printer paper. Yeah, I think, um, like, the, the, the roll, the printer you got was basically a downgraded receipt printer. Yes. So you can still get those receipt rolls and put it in. Mm-hmm. You could bring a whole new meaning to mugshots. <laughs> no. Like I said, you can't use them for passports. Anyway, moving on. Um, we found something. Uh, now, Ben has this. What is it, Ben? All about the base, is it? I'm all about that base. About, about that, that base. base. No trouble. Yes. Make uh, a uh, Viet Tran and Seth Robertson, who were both students at uh, George Mason University, spent $600 or £404 of their own money to build a prototype um, base gun. And base they can- cannon. You need to call him. If you've got to make a gun that shoots base, it's a base Fire cannon. Fire up the base okay. cannon. Name okay, a base else. cannon then. Just to, just to make Ben happy, we'll call it a base cannon. I'm still anyway. annoyed that the dubstep gun was called a dubstep gun in Saints Row. It's a base cannon. Anyway. God's sake, people can't do any marketing well, if they If they upscale this, the dubstep gun might, uh, or cannon, whatever you want to call it, might base become cannon. a reality. It might become a reality. They can at least put out fires with this. Seriously. Um, I don't know how it works. I don't know the science behind it, and I'm not going to go into it. But they point it. There's a law throbbing hum or well, thrum or whatever. Wouldn't it be much more interesting if it was just a, a bass down-tuned as high as possible with the biggest amp possible, and it did the same thing? That'd be cool. This is boring. I want mega bass. Where's mega bass? It's got to be welded by Godzilla as well. Am I talking again? <laughs> I'm sorry. What, like the new Godzilla with like atomic bass. Yeah. It, see that, that, that that's getting, that's my mind just playing tricks on me. I want that to be got, real. Now. I've, this, this I've is... just got images in my head now of Godzilla with like you know one of the eighties ghetto blasters. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it was it was an episode of the cartoon. I didn't think it was okay for the West. <laughs> a bit racist. Really, I, I'm, I'm still waiting for um, a base cannon to be invi- invented that can weaponize dubstep against the enemy. That is what I want. Against like 16-year-olds? Yes. <laughs> Who else are you going to use a base cannon I think it would be good on? as like a non-lethal device. Dubstep won't be a thing about 16-year-olds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Should we kill the deaf 16-year-olds? No, kill the birth, sorry. What? It's a joke. What? It's a joke. <laughs> Jesus. Shall I get my coat? <laughs> what do you like? Was it an American dad reference? Again? Yeah. He says all children should be killed at birth. It's a joke. <laughs> get it? In other news, Rob Humor, doesn't yes, want any, to kill in everyone. Any way, in any way. Humors, I yeah. want to kill. <laughs> in other Everybody news. In the, and that's the dubstep song. <laughs> in other news, um... Butterflies, right? It's, I like butterflies. It's it's really quite cute. This, and I don't understand how they've done it. Um, we talked about Science. this company before. There are there are a company called Festo, and they do various kind of natural robot doppelgangers like fish and various things like that. They've made a butterfly, and you can barely tell the difference between this butterfly uh, between their robot butterfly and a real one. I mean, seriously, if uh, you see, I, I saw the writing on the wings and I was like, yeah, that's probably not a real butterfly. 
the way it moves, though. Kind of looks like CG rather than a real butterfly. Except Still, that's if, a that, thing, is, if that it's was a in a swarm thing. with other ones, I wouldn't like. Yeah. Day four, they haven't suspected a thing. <laughs> yeah, so if we had a and that one's terrible. Huh? <laughs> if we could put cameras in that and sort of things. Butterfly spying. Oh, God. No one suspects the butterfly. Well, that's how they do documentaries yeah. in uh, North Pole. They've got, like, a penguin camera. Yeah. yeah. And you just leave it. Well, the elephants where they had, like, rock cam. Yeah. <laughs> so this is for, I don't know, cloud documentaries. Yeah, they just make nice things. Like, they're, they're the ones that made the flying dolphin robots that were awesome. I think so, yeah. It's just like flying dolphins <laughs> in the air. Yeah. They've done, all, they've done all sorts of weird and trippy stuff, Festo have. Um, they're, it, one of, they're not like Boston Dynamics. Instead, you know, Boston Dynamics make robots like, you know, uh, the uh, the Big Dog and Atlas. And, you know, they, they make military robots and, you know, Cylons before there were Cylons. Um, did you ever see the picture, the old picture of Atlas where it's got big red siren on its head? It's this huge hulking thing with a big red, a big red kind of flashy thing on its head. It just looked like the prototype for a Cylon. Uh, like, yeah... Uh, Sounds like a policeman from the 70s. <laughs> but elegant robots. Elegant robots well, they, they seem make. They still make creative ones. They they seem to be cre- more trying to build machines to mimic movement of animals yes. than to play a purpose. Because Boston sense. Dynamics' big dog does not move like a dog. No. Because that's the one that goes... <laughs> to move, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, it can't not actually anymore. walk. Not anymore. He does that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boston Dynamics Big Dog can also throw breeze blocks at you. Dogs can't throw breeze yeah, so, blocks so, at me. So yeah. make sure it doesn't see the video of the guy kicking one. <laughs> yes, this is a very good point. Anyway, um, I quite like this butterfly. Yeah, it's very cool looking. Uh, like, it, like Rob said, it looked like it's CG, but mm. that's a real thing. Like, yeah, it might just you, be a bad camera that I, I doesn't think, really like poor internet stuff. I think it's just one of those things that my brain can't comprehend that's a real thing. Because I'm like, it's like when I watch Harry Potter, I'm like, oh, that's CG. That, that's not real. But then I went to see it and saw the real thing. I was like, oh. That's really bad that, CG. <laughs> that That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know what you mean. So, yeah. Bad uh, CG, the Harry Potter series. Just, just saying. Okay. Oh, it's, it's no Spider-Man one. The bloody trolley. <laughs> the troll in that is... <sighs> yeah. 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 Anyway, moving on to Bad. the final news story. Right. Um, a Swedish um, Eurovision qualifier, the uh, the actual qualifier itself, the voting, got hacked. I find it hilarious how you got to qualify for a Eurovision Song Contest. I find it hilarious that somebody took takes it seri- seriously enough to hack the voting. Well, some other countries actually have a chance of winning, so... Yeah, it's always the weirdest countries that win. It's like the Russia or... Kazakhstan. Kaz- no, they're not in, are they? Are they not in? I don't think so, no. no. They're technically Asian, aren't they? I don't know. There's a few, like, Eastern Bloc ones that are like, are they Europe, are they not? Well, I was amazed, uh, you know, uh, about eight, nine years ago when the... Uh, the Israeli Yeah. No, the Israeli transgender one with that Viva La Diva song. I was like, when was Israel part of Europe? Why was I not informed of this? Oh, did anyone see the story that uh, Australia were upset that they weren't a part of the Eurovision? What? Yeah. 
that actually was a thing. <laughs> well, it is just basically England 2.0 <laughs> at yeah. this point. They're all yeah. English people like, over why there. Why can't we join point. in? <laughs> and don't forget, who was it who sang the uh, Titanic song? All, um, all the uh, Brits emigrate there. Well, it was no, one of the. She was, she was the one she, who won England last in '96. Canadian. No, so, no, um, she was officially Canadian, but she sang for Switzerland. Yeah, um, Gina G did the. You know, like ooh, just a little bit thing. Yeah, yeah, she was Australian. Was she Australian? Yeah, I thought she was a Scouser. No, she's Australian. I didn't know that. Hmm. Important facts first. Oh, so, the technically, <laughs> an Australian has competed, if not more than one. Yeah, but not for Australia. I think that's what they're annoyed about. Yeah. Anyway, back to the actual story. Yeah, who who takes Eurovision ser- so seriously that they'd hack the voting? Lizard Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial statement. Oh, hi, Russia. Because everybody aligned with Russia always wins. You're saying? That's true. There is, is like, you, true. When, when they show the map and the voting, yeah. and it's just like, yep. They said a naughty thing about Russia last <laughs> well, that, that is one thing about the Eurovision. You get to see who's the who's like the ginger stepchild of Europe. Um, who, who do the rest of the European countries don't? And it's not like us. Yeah, usually that, it's because we, we're the songs, always at the bottom. Usually it's because the song's bad, though. We don't do good see, songs for Eurovision. So, what's the point of the story? Are we are we condemning the hackers, or do we want to hire them so we'll win once? No, no. I'm just curious as to why somebody takes Eurovision seriously enough to it want. It is to taken hack quite it. seriously we in certain countries. Them. In for not helping us. In, ma- in mainland Europe, it's taken a lot more seriously. Uh, in the UK, it's a serious drinking game. It is. It's not even as good. the presenters get involved. Yeah. It's not as good since well, Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan was the main the main instigator of the drinking game. What I want to know is: Is Ireland going to have Jedward for the third year running? Oh God! <laughs> they had it for a first. It yes, I said it. Did they have it for a first year? <laughs> the conglomerate known as they had Jedward. it for two years in a row. Yeah. Why? They just want the world to laugh at them. I think that's the point of Jedwood. One know? day I want them to put out My Lovely Horse as the Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> song. We can hope. We can hope. Do you want that one explaining to you too, Grandad? Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Run right. through the fields. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be one of those shows, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I'm Professor Elemental, and whenever I'm not riding a badger around my grounds or hitting my monkey butler with a stick, I'm listening to The Geek Show, and my God, I love it. Yes. Um, what makes a good heist? Uh, well, there's many different ways of doing it, but the reason we're asking this question <laughs> is because many heist movies, the more popular ones, don't actually show the heist. Well, Reservoir Dog doesn't have a heist, but you get like Ocean's uh, whatever numbers there are, and it's all about the heist. So, but I think you need some sort of twist in there because if if half of the film is them planning out the heist, getting the gang together, planning yeah. everything out, and then the second half of the film is the pl- that plan going according to plan, yeah, that's a bit dull. Well, no, not, not really. We're going to go to the shop and get eggs, milk and flour. It, it, well, it, it, not, not really, usually as, as, as straight on the die as that, but a lot, there's like loads of movies that just are a heist going well, but it's used to be stylish. Yeah. Like the, like the, the uh, filmmaking language, that's but how they, they need, do that. They need some sort of conflict there, don't they? It's, it's well, not really. Well, it needs, it, they need some sort of hook to hang the movie in, whether it's conflict, a twist, or just style. Yeah, yeah. It, not really, because the Italian job was basically the plan, the heist, the heist goes well. The twist yeah. didn't happen until right at the very end. 
because everything's everything it was successful. It didn't go well at all. Of course it did. Why are you supposed to blow the bloody doors off? <laughs> oh dear. So the thing is, heist movies less about the heist, more about the people. A lot of them, uh, they, they they get together the characters. It's the idea of like Jimmy the Fingers, best safe cracker in the in the world. Exactly. Everyone like there's a cool thing about that. Like everyone wants to have. The guy who's the expert, the, sh- the um, safe cracking, the guy who's the driver, the hacker guy who's just going to be on the phone like, give me a second, I can hack the lights. People like that sort of the drama of it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, would, would a heist film work with like uh, five blokes from down the pub? Depends on what they were stealing. We've got the best safe cracker we could find. This is Barry. He's pretty good at Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> Just five it's, it, it, it's about those characters coming together to do something. Okay. Because they, they usually have the character archetypes, don't they? But which is more interesting then? You know, the character archetypes or what happens when it goes wrong? Well, he, it's seeing those characters react to it going wrong. Hmm. It's like, um, I, I always, the scene I remember from Ocean's Eleven is the little gymnast guy who hurt his hand and gets his hand stuck in the door when he's just planted the bombs and he's just like trying to pull it and you're watching them do a countdown to blowing up the door and he's there trying to pull his hand out. Like, it's mm. amusing to see this character's reaction to things going wrong more than what's actually happening. Because they could have just done, he plants the bomb, he leaves, they blow up the thing, that's it done. But they had that little bit of like character in there and that's what's entertaining. Mm. You're referencing very glossy cinema, though. So that's the way they do things, I think, in these uh, heist movies or planned movies. Yeah. It's all about the larger-than-life characters. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say it's true for the smaller-scale stuff. That tends to be the sort of the, the mechanics of how the heist is going, how the plan is going, uh, and how it goes and how it, or how it doesn't go is more interesting than the people doing it. They're just, like, sort of uh, yeah. avatars, whatever's going on. Mm. I mean, in quite a lot of thrillers, it is all about, you know, how is, uh, how is you know, the like, whole progression of the heist. Like uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I can basically remember nothing but the colours. Yeah. And a couple of scenes. What's more interesting is what sort of happens afterwards. The uh, Well, the, the colours was almost there for anonymity, so you don't... Yeah, really, yeah. But yeah. it's just that they weren't really characterised in any great way. Ironically, because apparently that's what Tarantino's the best at. Yeah, I don't like Tarantino. He had to put that in there. He's a hack who steals from thing, other things that are better than him. Yeah, anyway, derivative culture. Yes. By this point, everyone's. He, he's, the, he's the king of the derivative, though. Anyway, enough about Tarantino. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what about other movies? I mean, you know, um, he, yes, the glossy, but I mean, the movie like Heat had the heists going right, and then it showed them what happens when they go wrong as well. Well, I think a better example of a glossy heist movie is basically the uh, Mission Impossible franchise. Yes. Which, mm. that's basically, yeah. it's all about that one job, which is the bringing the team back together for the last time. And they actually do have interesting characters in that, but it's also just what? about the insane spectacle and whatever yeah, Tom Cruise is going to do that he I should remember. really die from this time. That's what I remember, the set pieces are yeah. the immediate things I remember in Mission Impossible. Like, uh, like of course, like the... Climbing the, the Burj Khalifa, the lasers and mm. the a climbing the Burj Khalifa, like one of the tallest movie, uh, buildings in the world. 
with no oh. ropes. He's crazy. The one they've shown from, from the new film with him dangling out of the plane. Which is flying in the air for real. Yeah. He, he, he's going to die pretty catastrophically one of these things. Can Jackie Chan will just be like, I told you so. Well, Jackie Chan's made of sellotape at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I don't know what's happening there. I don't think he does either. Yeah. He's like a half of his skull's metal and the rest's tape. Apparently, insurance companies won't touch him now. No, they won't. Yeah. They won't insure him. He's in his 60s, so he's a bit old to be jumping off the side of buildings. Yeah, but they won't touch any of his productions either. Yeah. If you're, mm. like, injured on the set of a Jackie Chan film, even by, like, hot coffee... You're not insured. That's going to be embarrassing, though, really, isn't it? Jackie Chan movies, you do all these nuts, you know, uh, stunts, and then you are that one guy who gets burnt by coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would I never... accidentally kicked uh, the coffee table. And you'd like... never, ever, ever live that down. Your legend in the stunt world would be nothing. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about again? Uh, heists and plans. Yeah, but... Mission Impossible is a good example because it is everything you say. With Sam Ben, it is all about the characters. The characters are yeah. like, an interesting part of that, but there's literally no substance to those movies whatsoever. Hmm. I mean, the third one, is that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman was the best one, I think, because it had some sort of sub- I guess, substance there. But yeah. other than that, it's just, let's see what nuts or things Tom Cruise can do. Yeah. Well, that that's what... It is hard to do a reoccurring heist movie because if you think about it, it's always like the big heist, the big one. This is the one. With, then yeah. we're out of the game. They got to outdo themselves every time. So yeah. then the second one, you have to do a bigger heist, and you have to have a reason for them to do the bigger heist. Well, they did start off pretty small scale. Mission Impossible One is just basically him dangling a bit. I know it's that he, he was dangling and his reasons were he was betrayed. He needs to get this information to find out what happened. Mm. I, can't remember, escalate. I can't remember a thing about the second one because yeah. it's, it's, it's toilet. But that was just because it was like, let's do more spectacular things. Why is he doing it? Uh, I don't know. Reasons. He had a cool bike in the second one. <laughs> That's about all I can remember. <laughs> so it's, same with um, Oceans, like, we do one big last yeah, job, that, that, and then uh, the second one was like, oh, now there's a reason we need to do this yeah. one what, last one. What is George Clooney spending all that money on between uh, Oceans yeah. 11 and 12? I have a problem. That, that's the entire reason Low. for that, those movies existing. <laughs> Ocean 11 just exists to have all these movie stars in one place. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So the thing is, I think they did it quite well. Julia Roberts, though. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Wasn't she like the sexy love interest? And she appeared like... as herself as well for some reason mm. that makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, what about a movie where you don't actually really see the heist play out? It is literally all about the characters. Um, and there's just the inference of that the heist has actually happened. But at the end of the movie, you're not sure whether it, is or it has actually happened or not. The usual suspects... Well, that's not really about the heist, is it? That's just about the sort of interrogation of some crime. It could be a heist. It could literally be anything, frankly. But that's the, that's the thing. You're not actually sure what it is, but there was a method to it because it, you know, at the end of the movie, this suggests that verbal is ba- and if you it, this is a spoiler if you haven't seen the movie, but they do suggest that verbal is. Kaiser Soze, and he's been sitting there being interrogated by the cops for the entire well, time. Here is an idea, though. The uh, the heist mechanic is just a basic way to push stars. Because there was that movie recently with uh, 
I can't remember what it was, Tower Heist with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Which is basically just a means to push Eddie Murphy and get lots of other sort of big-name people there. Yeah. And it's the only way they can do that. It's the only way they can have, like, a mass team up of big-name mm-hmm. actors without, you know, writing a story or characters or anything. <laughs> See, yeah, but, I suppose it's a natural way of bringing people together from uh, different... It's, it's a little lazy, but... It works for them, so why not? I the, like the A team is like a fine example of like. Oh, don't bringing... you bring the A team into this? Yeah, oh, no, you not scrutinise the A team. Movie, okay. go for it. But TV show, yeah, leave the TV show alone. Oh, flawless, yeah. flawless man. I pity the fool who don't get the TV show. <laughs> oh, the the movie was basically let's get. We all love the A team, so let's get the A team back together to do a thing, yeah. but as with different actors, but playing the same. Yeah, the same archetype roles, and having well, Mr. T who doesn't actually like violence anymore. He's gone, you know, he's gone straight edge. Yeah, yeah. Until the end of the movie, that yeah. was the most obvious thing to happen ever. Yeah, yeah. it was a lazy character arc. Um, what about where they? What about those movies then, where they where, where they put a twist on the whole idea of the heist? Um, you know, it's not they're not after money or secret plans from the Nazi base because there's loads of you know old war movies where well, escape movies are reverse know, heists. Escape movies are kind of reverse heists. Yeah. But what about something like Inception? What about it? Yeah, you know, Inception is basically a heist movie. Yeah, it, yeah. it is, but it's kind of drowned out by a, a style stylized Whoa. device, and it makes literally no sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah, very there was lots of realism in there. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't say it's surreal. It uh, just kind of blinds you with like a, a flashy gimmick. So, um, it's similar to most of our heist movies. It's just working on a different world mechanic. We got to mm. go in the thing to get the thing. Yeah, it, yeah. like the, the plot the is, is the same. Mind. They're just like, this is how this universe works. This is the mechanics of this world. We need to use those mechanics to our favor to find the thing and get out. And mm. that is basically. Um, the same as most other heist movies. Would uh, I know I just said Prison Escape, not Escape is sort of a reverse heist. Could we put Prison Escapes in this? Because we're not saying yeah. it's all about the heist, we're saying it's all about the planning. Yeah. So I you mean, can drop, is, you know. Something like Escape from Alcatraz. Or no, it's even the more obvious example, the you know, uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's yeah, the most Shawshank obvious Redemption. example there is. I mean, how oh, did he no. put that poster back on? That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, there is that point. Oh, that's simple. It flaps down. Yeah, so no, you but... You just lift up the bottom corners, get it, in... It'd pull off then... the top corners. Physics. Physics and everything. Physics are a thing. Great movie. <laughs> Great movie, but it's just a, a little thing that I can't get over, frankly. He has got, like, the whole the planning, the thing, and... It does the thing that heists do all the time where there's the twist at the end and it shows like just clips of all the little things that happened throughout mm. the movie that led up to the end. One from left field, because it is technically a heist movie. There is a plan and there is money being stolen. Office space. I can't remember. What? Remember, they were taking like little bits of cash. You know, just oh, like m- uh, really, well, really microtransactions. It, it, it you like, really are pushing the, the limits of what a heist is there. No, I'm just saying because... Because uh, that movie is remembered for the... The printer. The, the, the printer print, scene. The printer, yeah. It is mainly remembered for the printer scene. I'm just saying, you know, there was that element of and, it in And the really condescending boss. Yeah. Who's amazing. If you could just uh, have those on my desk by four, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining you with those big glasses on now as well. <laughs> Very. And the guy who's 
completely shafted by the business with his stapler. Oh, good, yeah. And ends up setting fire to the entire place. Yeah. Yeah, the heist is literally the most <laughs> least important part of that thing. All right, <laughs> nobody what remembers it. What about A Fish Called Wanda, then? I can't remember that, to be honest. It's the one with Michael Palin. And, I, I remember uh, watching it, but all I can remember is the guy with the stutter. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Palin. Is that who it was? Yeah, Michael Palin. Um, what was it? Uh, John Cleese uh, getting naked while speaking Russian. Um, what? <laughs> Are you sure this isn't just a dream, Rob? No, no, no. This <laughs> was a fish called Wanda. Um, I thought Kevin Klein was sort of, was in one of his better roles in there as well. But that started off with kind of, uh, you know, a jewellery heist, wasn't it? I think so. I can't remember. Y- yeah. It's one I can remember bits of, but yeah. it's, 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 not partic- off, it's not a particularly memorable film, to be honest. It It's not. It's dated a lot. but well, It's not that like it's dated. It's just not that good. Hmm. Potato, potato. All right. Good few gags. Yeah. But, you know. But anyway, um, I don't know. Because I'm thinking my brain's just going with loads and loads of movies that involve plans gone wrong and plans gone right. I mean, uh, there was that one that came out after Reservoir Dogs that nobody seemed to like. Everybody seemed to hate it. Killing Zoe. Does it's anyone kind of, actually remember, I remember that? that? I remember that. I remember is the poster art. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the city. Really. Uh, the, po- the tagline was, we go in, we get what we want, we get out. That was it. It was like, uh. Okay, uh, we wrap this up with Pick a Cake. Yeah. Our favourite... Oh, was, oh, was that sorry, Ben? You want to uh, no, add something? No. Okay, uh, Pick a Cake, favourite three pan plan or uh, heist movies. Okay, well, obvious. We are the... Satisfaction Society The, the Italian job I, I, yeah. I think that's so obvious We, we should Because we should it. <laughs> it's so I know it's such it's classic. Obvious, it's such a classic though. But It's One of those movies Like whenever I'm feeling ill Or something I'll sit down and watch The Italian job Usually every ban- every time It's on a bank holiday Oh yeah is. <laughs> so it, it, It's sort of Part of British culture now That and the Great Escape Yeah, yeah. Can I go? Die Hard you're not allowed that, Rob. Seriously, you uh, mention it every opportunity you get. This yeah, is, if this is a drinking game, that is one of the uh, And that answers. is the opposite of a plan. Nothing goes to... The team who are doing all the robbing, that's what you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> Can I throw in a, a, like, uh, a so bad it's good, terrible kind of bank heist in there? Yeah. Batman Forever. Oh, God. Two-Face <laughs> airlifts a vault out of a bank instead of breaking into the vault. He'll just break in later. That's like the most yeah. fine, most powerful helicopter in existence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he steals an entire bank vault. And I'm going to say the... So I'm cheating here, but the uh, prison escape scene in Grand Budapest Hotel. That's not cheating at all. That's a, that's a great movie. Yeah. That's a really great movie. Completely. Nah. Any others? So nothing like Lockstock or Snatch or anything like that? Uh, the killing, if you want to know my reasons. Listen to the movie show. There we go. There's advertising for you. I'm a pro. I get, <laughs> I get confused with the, between what happens in Lockstock, uh, Snatch, and Layer Cake. Yeah, They're I kind do of as interchangeable. Well. It's, it's Guy Ritchie's movies. They're just all basically the same thing, except Sherlock Holmes. No, it's basically the same. No, no, well, it's got Robert Downey Jr. in it. It's slightly different. Can but I in change, a film that can should I change be about. Mine from Die Hard. What, sorry? I just thought of the, thought of a better one than Die Hard. By thought of, you mean... Uh, you looked on Google, yeah. Yeah, it, it just you, reminded me. You cheated. Actually, it's not been on any of the lists I've looked at. It's uh, it's one that's just popped out because... Uh, go on, say I've the words. Sexy Beast. Mm, go on, justify. 
Well, it is. It, 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 it's just the oh, intensity. Oh, justify. I am justifying. <laughs> it's the intensity of Ben Kingsley. That doesn't really make any sense. No, it's what I remember the movie for more than anything else. He's got an idea. He wants him in. You know, he'll do pretty much anything to get him. No, that's it's, just a guy being a bit of an ass. It's kind of strange that, like, in all the things we've been talking about, there's very few that have the sort of the archetype of the uh, go in the bank, yeah, like rob the place, get out in the vet getaway. Very few have that sort of like. Well, Heat had it, you know, go in mm. the bank, do the job, get in, the, get away in the getaway car, until it went wrong. Did um, you ever see the Darren Brown uh, special where he got people off the streets to do a heist? No. Well, you know his hip- hypnotism suggestion sort of thing. Yeah. He gets like ordinary people to enact a heist that they think is real. Very well staged. Yeah. But and whether they think it's real or not is up to your interpretation. But yeah, it's like you know, pulling people off the street to do what the the stereotypical bank heist and it's got like old women doing like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about old women. Uh, we did mention the Lady Killers before the show, which I still think is one of the best ones I've seen in uh, ever. The, the, I found the a original movie in this book about zombies called Dead Heist. I'm having that. I don't know if it's any good, but I'm just using it. <laughs> but yeah, the the original Lady Killers was. Oh god, it's a it's a hip hop movie about zombie heists. Yes, I'm picking that. I'm sorry, Rob. Lady Killers. Lady yeah, Killers. I'm, I'm going with the one during the sound test, which was Heist School Musical. <laughs> is that actually a thing or did you just make no. that up it could be a thing I, I think it should be a thing now we can make it during the break <laughs> hello I'm J. Michael Tatum and you are listening to The Geek Show <laughs> and we're talking about heist and plans and plans and heists and Ben yes. didn't do this one so nah <laughs> <laughs> sounded like Ben <laughs> no I didn't <laughs> And anyway, we are now on the game section. Yes. Um, what happens when a heist goes wrong in video games? Now, I've played Payday 2, so I know what happens in that. Now, Payday so 2 I. lets you explore what happens when it goes wrong. Yes. Uh, generally, it's a lim- uh, generally, it involves running away before Ahmed Swat arrives. Well, it's basically just, you know, if you... It's a game killer. Yeah. You don't actually survive that. I mean, it's just giving you a little bit of movement before that happens. I Seriously... Ryan, you were going to say? I was going to say it because I've played Payday 2 quite a lot. And often in certain situations, like you, if uh, you're playing with a bunch of friends, you'll often have like a guy who's playing the role to basically be the arms guy with all the heavy artillery in case that happens. Because ultimately, sometimes, in, especially if you're doing uh, heists that go over four days, there will be a point where... There's, you have no choice. You have to adapt to this aggressive play style. No, I, I I agree with that. What I'm talking about is kind of on very, very simple, straightforward ones where one of the guys who you're playing with gets a bit trigger-happy and shoots someone in the face for no reason at all. Or, or to which end, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So a lot they were coming in through the windows, man. They come everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a lot Harry, of, is that you? A lot of um, oh games that have heist mechanics tend to plan for this. They yeah. have systems of how the police will act. They're like, they don't assume that everyone's going to be nice and not kill any civilians because... Well, in GTA 5, in the uh, 
the final Leicester heist. Because, um, yeah, yeah, you're probably aware that the new DLC for GTA V, they've finally added heists. Um, at the end of the Leicester one, obviously you do all of them. Uh, there are a big, long string of missions yeah. that are interconnected. But uh, the final one, which is the actual bank heist, once you've got all the equipment, you, you're doing the things. There's actually a few scenarios for how that can play out depending on what you do when you're in the building. If, you're, if you get trigger-happy and start shooting hostages you will have riot squads outside. Yeah. If you uh, manage to keep things calm, cool, and together, you will, uh, you will have an easier time on the getaway. Um, yeah, so the, the most ideal way of doing it is to not shoot any guards on the way in. Yeah. But that's kind of uh, counterintuitive to what these games are, because they usually are shooty-focused games. Yeah, so he... A great juxtaposition, really. Well, it is, but it's like the guy on Payday who shoots somebody in the face. It's because it's a shooter, he's kind of used to a game being a certain way. Yeah. And being told, you've got this mechanic, and now do something which is completely against what this gameplay design is supposed to be. It's but a bit of a mashup that doesn't really work all of they, the time. They kind of explore a lot of different mechanics through the heist threads in GTA V. Like there's, um, on GTA V, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's bits where you'll have to... You actually have to get equipment out of a police station. You have to get the, um, you know, like the police radars that tell you where yeah, police cars are. Yeah, the manifesto. Like, of- and to do that, you actually go in with fake credentials as police officers. Yeah, yeah I remember so there's, that. So there's absolutely no way you can. Like, it, uh, GTA is very good with their gameplay. They do, especially in number five. Before it was just basically go there, shoot that, drive there. Yeah. But in number five, they got a bit of better handle on what they could do with gameplay. And yeah. That, and the heist was the perfect like, example of yeah, that. Yeah, particularly the single-player heists, where yeah. it was like, hey, this is our target. Here are three different ways you can approach it. How would you want to do it? Mm. Oh, you want to do it this way? Okay, you need to find a cargo bob and a submarine. And uh, it, it does have a degree of replayability. Like, yeah. There's usually two ways, because I'm replaying it now, but uh, yeah. it's it changes the game quite a lot. Um, when you said about a prison break being the... Yeah equivalent but opposite to a heist there's there is a mission that the the finale for another one of the heist chains is a prison break yeah and it's very much the same sort of idea that you have to do the pre-planned things get get the the thing which in this case is a person out of the prison mm. yeah and, I hate, uh, get away i hate to reference it on the same point but watchdogs kind of did that well yes with their uh mission uh prison breaking and escape oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't even like uh, trying to get someone out it was basically you go into a prison to say to a guy like hey I'm that guy you're not safe here and then yeah. walk out that was well, uh, as a proof of concept mission that was great but the oh, rest yeah. of the game around it, it was yeah. so I, I love of... the idea of just breaking into a prison to go see I can get you here if I wanted thing is, and leaving yeah. yeah yeah it was a great great mission yeah thing is it, it's now a mission but if you go back just even just a decade you know um, to the days of like the PS2 there were games on the PS2 where the entire game was breaking out of prison I mean uh, was it Escape from Colditz or something like that it wasn't very good though was it it wasn't very good but ambitious was, but it was ambitious but it wasn't very good but you know and there oh, were games speaking. on there that were you know like the plan which was Actually, one of the ghostlight speak, releases speaking of related to that law yeah would metal gear solid be classed as a heist because you've got to break in somewhere break out usually yeah 
Yeah, like break yeah. into the terrorist stronghold, get, yeah. the, get the, the plans, get the it, things. It's probably better to make a plan rather than doing what I do, just well, run in and shoot everybody, realize, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they're but the guys. You do get then. told the plan in like excruciating yeah. detail. Yeah, it's fundamentally a plan. It is fundamentally a plan, but I mean, when you get right down to it, a lot of the kind of stealth action games were were very much plan based. I mean, it wasn't just Metal Gear Solid. There was the other one that was a rival to it on Splinter, PS1. Splinter, oh, a Siphon Filter, Siphon Filter, which that I thought, was, I thought that game. was much better than Metal Gear. It was cruder. It was, <coughs> it was cruder, but it was a better game. But it was much cruder of design. Much cruder design, yeah. Um, if they'd polished the design up, then I think it would have it would have easily rivaled Metal oh, Gear. Oh, it's very ripe for remake. Yeah, or re- whatever. Yeah. Does it have Reboot. to be a stealthy action shooter game to be uh, well, a heist game? I don't think it has to be, but I think the stealth action genre lends itself to the heist more um, than... It's just I kind of gonna, with that. I was it's justification, really. that uh, the, there's only one platformer I can think of that employs that sort of mechanic, and that's like uh, the Sly Cooper series. Yes. Yeah. So um, You're saying a lot of like stealth-based stuff is where heists go right. But... um. Uh, how many of you have played um, the Rainbow Six Vegas series? One or two? Oh, played, have, them. Yeah. played them. Played them all. How many multiplayer maps have you played? One. Played One. Them. Exactly. Uh, both the same map on both games, where there's basically a casino mm. that you start off on the roof and you need to get some intel that is placed in the safe. So you play that one. What's wrong with the others? Oh, there's nothing wrong with the others. They're just not as fun as this one. Oh, okay. Do you okay. know? Because. Like, basically, you're on the roof. You need to infiltrate and get down to the intel. How you do that? Your choice. Do you want to go down the elevator shaft? Do you want to rapple down the side of the building, drop through the skylight? Now you're in the casino. Where are you going to go from there? How are you going to get it? That's, that's, that's something what they're doing in a lot of games now, to sort of inspire sort of creativity of how you play. Have, yeah. like, a, a goal in a certain part of the building, and you get there however you want, make your own plans. Yeah. So it was a very high-paced action game. Yes. But you were heisting the casino, and it was just so much fun that, like, it no one played it, any of the other maps because they didn't compare. Yeah, it wasn't linear at all on that no. one. There was there were so many uh, options to choose from, and I mean, uh, how does Battlefield Hardline compare? Uh, you see, the thing I find is it doesn't feel like a heist, and that's weird since it's a whole cops and robbers thing. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to blow the whole city up. <laughs> so it's like. Um, <laughs> It's usually like, oh, here's the bank. Go in, grab some money, go back, and then uh, put it in a safe place. And then run back and get some more money. And like that, that's not heist. Heist, you want to take everything at once and sort of do yeah. your big thing. Um, it would be great. Uh, the single player campaign is basically a cop story. Yeah, it would be great to have like a single player campaign from the other side that yeah. had sort of more organized crime kind of thing going on. Well, I mean, they did try the whole heist thing with uh, kind of driving games as well. And Driver was... Well, not so much the heist, the getaway. The, well, mm. it was kind of the getaway side of things. But, uh, yeah, Wheelman. There was, there was another one. And, uh, Isn't that kind of what the getaway did? The, the, the game? They, yeah. they, they tried to make a franchise out of it, like yeah. painstakingly recreate in yeah. London, but yes. with a really generic and awful game. Yes, they did. Beautiful, um, though. Oh, yeah. It, it was one of the nicest games. Like, it was... PlayStation 2, wasn't it? Yeah, it's PS2. is near the end of its life cycle. So it's one of the best-looking games. It is. Um, there was another one, though, that came out from... Uh, was spawned from a German TV show called Crash Time 5. And the whole point of it was you were involved in the car business. You actually stole the cars and drove them to wherever 
you know, kind of gone in 60 seconds. It was an awful game. And I had to review it. Like, Thanks, shit. God, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go back in your corner. <laughs> but yeah, that involved that involved this whole kind of plan thing. And there was all sorts of plans within plans and the plans and various things like that. So a game that I think is done heist amazingly um, was... Uh, was it Monaco? Yes. yes, Monaco. Yes. Um, it basically boiled everyone down to this is what the character does. It's like yeah, yeah. Like a role system. It, yeah. it, it yeah. didn't. It didn't bother with characterization or anything like that. Yeah. It just said this is this is you know this is the safe cracker. Yeah. That's yeah. what he do, That's what he is. Get him out of prison. Is that by doing so, it made a great multiplayer perspective because you were all working together. You all knew exactly what each other could do. Yes, and it flowed into this really nice system. Yes. Well, do you think that with the amount of like team based shooters we've got, with the the like the new like a lot of games embracing asymmetric gameplay like Evolve and things like that? Yeah. Um do you think that like an asymmetric game with essentially the uh, the criminals and the security could work? Well that, that that is what the vibe I'm kinda getting from the division. Yeah. I don't know how it's gonna play out because it's not out yet. I don't think it's yeah. out until about August, but but like if you would, from what I'm seeing, it looks like that sort of thing. If you were able to craft your own plans, like Ben was saying kind with uh, yeah. uh, Vegas there, and uh, someone else had to react to the plans that you were making, yeah, that could be a quite be a, interesting. Be multiplayer. An interesting it, it, multiplayer. Isn't game. that what uh, Rainbow Six Siege is, though, to a very much more confined uh, degree? Anyway, uh, no, Siege is more of. Uh, SWAT type thing infiltrating. Well, not quite, because he's right about Siege. Because you play, yeah. You They've only showed one bit where you got to get a, a kidnappy. Well, it, it's but, basically yeah, the it's, players. It's, it's the term, in terms of the planning and stuff, yeah, like you can plan, decide which way you can, which way yeah, you can take. But the team on the, the inside, who's ac- who you're actually laying siege to, they have to react to yeah, how so you're so approaching. The opposite, much where com- the criminals have to react to what the cops. It's on a much more confined. Basis yeah. from what they've shown so far, but that does look like that, what that is. Yeah, except by planning your things, blocking doorways, blocking windows. Yeah, you can try and bottleneck people. You I, can I try think, and control yeah. the movement. I think the defenders have got like ten minutes or ten in-game minutes to sort of set up their bits. Yeah, and defend it from the. So the it'd opposite be team. cool if they took that sort of mechanics and applied it to a heist. Yes. Or like um, you know, I said about asymmetric stuff there. Yeah. Um, Imagine if the, the the people on the uh, the security side had a completely different style of gameplay. Yeah. For example, watching the security cameras closing doors. Five Nights at Freddy's style. Oh, like more like a strategy game. Yeah. yeah. Than a shooter. See, a strategy game would actually work quite well as a in terms of heists and plans, because that's part of what you're doing anyway. You know, with with and especially if it's a real time strategy. So if you had one person kind of controlling security in the entire building. And the building's being infiltrated from various places. Like, they places. can't That'd act be... themselves, but they can deploy yeah. guards to a certain position, for example. Exactly. And then the other people are playing a team-based shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could work. Oh, pretty. that'd be really cool. Uh, it's similar to Zombie U. Yes. Where uh, the King of p- Zombies mod, yeah. Yeah. Which I love that mod. I've got to say, I do love that mod. Oh, should we go on to the pick of the geek? We can do, yes. Yeah. Um, Favourite kind of heist or plan-based game? I mentioned it before, but Monaco, it, it did the great job of sort of boiling down the mechanics of what everyone wants to do and worked it into 
it's hard to get so many different characters flowing together, but it worked really well. I'll tell you what, I had more fun playing Monaco than I did playing Payday 2. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, th- I think that's because uh, Payday, it's all about like a skill tree system and you sort of like build the way you want to play. Yeah. Uh, but there's sort of like, again, an in game meta and like how. Exactly. It but builds. Monaco just boiled it's it down to its simplest form. It just puts you, yeah. put you straight in. You know, you don't need skill trees or anything like that. You just go, you do the job, yeah. or, you, or you fail. I would say that like Payday with a good team of like, you know, if you're playing it with friends. Yeah can be a lot of fun don't play it with people you don't know yeah i, I i've done that several times it don't work mm. it's definitely a game it, it takes a while to get into as well like the more experience and money you get and you start to get upgrades it opens up a lot more yeah anyone else uh i'm gonna say uh see as we're talking about the self games uh dishonored and normally yes that's sort of a game where the objective is to basically assassinate people. But the thing I liked about it is, is that if you spent so long in the mission and found collectibles, you could have the option to do certain little small objectives to basically do a non-lethal, frame them for something uh, that makes them get put in prison or uh, sentenced to death. And I really like that idea of uh, basically they, pulling off that. They're doing a sequel of that. Uh, the should it might be yes. It is basically thief, but it better. Basically. Yes, <laughs> steampunk slash sort of no, no, aesthetic. And theme was uh, thief was quite steampunky. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, I was going to say they had like mystical things about it, but then I realised both of them do. Uh, they just handled it differently. I think it's a little bit more magical. Uh, Dishonored with you know the, the whole yeah, power teleporting system, teleporting you know. and powers and yeah, that's demon very world. Mm, it's a very weird aspect of the game. Where it's a bit it's, more subtle in yeah. Thief. You sort of, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You was. need sort of need the DLC that explores the more mythical side of it. It was a great game though, Dishonored. Yeah. I wouldn't like to see more of it. Yeah. Um, Dave, got any? Um, I'm. I'd love to get some people together to uh, to go through the full. Heists on uh, GTA Five. Yeah. yeah, if you yeah. can't tell about them, you told about them. Dave likes the GTA heists, but like even before them, people wanted them. Yeah, um, it's because it was one of the best parts of the single player, and then it just makes sense doing this with your friends would be brilliant. I mean, uh, Rooster Teeth made up their own. Oh yeah, and they were some of the most hilarious videos I've ever seen. Trying to rob a. Um, like, okay, we're going to rob this convenience store, but we've got a tank hanging from a cargo bob, and we're going to park a, a plane on the mountain. It was like, it all made sense in their own crazy way, but it was just hilarious and amazing mm. how they did it. But yeah, um, definitely play the... Uh, it's a free DLC, so if you've got GL- GTA Five, just download it and play it. And the oil rig bit is awesome. <laughs> you have to steal some Harrier jump jets. And then go off with them. And if you don't play Danger Zone on the radio, there's something wrong with you. Oh, you hate Top Gun. <laughs> but Whatever we're worse. arguments. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. You don't even use the Harrier jump jets that are on. Mm. You were stealing them for the EMP in them. That's very elaborate. <laughs> it is. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, just for the breaking into the prison. Well, it's yep. basically a prison and mechanic. There's also the breaking out of them 
Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it does it best in number three, I think. The breaking in somewhere. See, I think a better one is um, uh, Ground Zeroes. Never played that. Oh, well, that is literally break into a prison camp and save one of the hostages. Mm. Then break into um, a military complex and save a different prisoner. It seems like in number five, there's a lot more of... That's been pl- like, uh, fleshed out to a yeah, much it, more bigger scale, you know. It is more of an open world with more options for you to go do something, while the previous ones were a bit more linear. And it seems like the gameplay actually learns. Yeah. If you did it somewhere and died, and try it the next way, it would have sort of defended itself against your previous strategy. Yeah. Which depends... Like, Demands like a great deal of planning. Yeah, so he he's very much got like the sort of heisty feel. Yeah, plus it's Metal Gear Solid, so yeah, yeah. Um, Deus Ex, not Human Revolution. No, the original Deus Ex. When whatever you had, the second Abomination was called. When you basically uh, the whole the whole deal with the Majestic Twelve prison. Well, it, it was the choice in that game was yeah. Probably one of the first games to get it right as well as it did. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, Deus Ex. Uh, do you know it's weird how we always uh, we seem to come back to that game time and again. It's the game that really calls out for a HD sort of low yeah. gloss because it got everything basically right. What do you guys think, Deus Ex HD remake? Well, they'd have to basically build it up from the ground because yeah. If you just HD it, yeah. it'll just yeah. still look rubbish. <laughs> just you can't put textures no, on those polys. Yeah, rebuild it from the ground up, but keep the bit, keep the core of the like game with human, exactly as Human it Revolution's is. engine on uh, Deus Ex gameplay and oh, sort of... Yeah, yeah. Deus Ex gameplay and story and the choice that, system. That'd be amazing. Well. Yeah. That would be yeah. brilliant. Although I would like them to edit a few things just for common convenience, like using keys automatically rather than need to go through your thing and select it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that Just like clunky. an in-game notepad that allows you to write down what the passwords were. Just thought of one that's, uh, that I think everyone forgets about. Uh, Escape from Butcher Bear is basically, the entire Riddick game is basically just uh, just... A prison break, isn't it? I wouldn't say yeah. people have forgot it. It's just Riddick is kind of being well, forgotten generally. Yeah, I know, but and the game was actually quite good. Oh, it, the games it, are better than the movies. It, it was a great game, but it sort of... It got re-released in HD. Yeah, the Assault on Dark Athena. And it just... It doesn't stand up as well as people thought it did. No. I mean, the original Escape from Butcher Bay is still a solid game. I wouldn't say it was good anymore, but I'd say it's a solid game. Ooh, but ooh. the HD remake, uh, you know, the Assault on Dark Athena was just, it wasn't great. Uh, Do you find it strange that there's, like, not many retro games been, like, um, been mentioned? Like, 8-bit, 8-bit 16-bit era. The... It's not from that era, but it borrows a lot from it. But uh, Stick It to the Man, you had to break out of uh, Insane Asylum, and it was oh, done yeah. so, so well. Hilarious game, and that was just the planning that you had to get this guy to do that, and fix that guy and do this and do that and it just works so well I was just thinking there's a bit of a shift in tone in subject matter in that a lot of early games were about being the police or stopping crime and well there were some games that uh, there were quite a few early games especially during the 80s and 90s that where you actually you know you actually were the criminal you actually had to do the bank job or rob the train or whatever it was I can remember there there were a few I remember quite a few I had most of them honestly can't Okay, yeah. or at least there's not an iconic one that you can immediately. No, no, go there's bomb. no iconic ones. There's, there's not actually no. There was, 
there was one iconic one. Syndicate was. Mm. Oh, Syndicate, if you want to just call yeah. it that. Syndicate was basically, because that was the whole thing about the corporations fighting each other. And you, they basically gave you missions. You had to go in, do this, steal this, whatever. And you had your four-man team. Okay, so uh, yes, take a break. Yes, we're going to take a break. Come back. Have we got reviews this week? Um, we were going to do Toki Dunkawami, but I uh, haven't played enough of it for me to review it. So You could just say, no, there is no reviews. That is also <laughs> an option. Okay, no, there is no reviews. He does learn. <laughs> I'm Christopher Sabat, voice of Alex Louis Armstrong, the strong-arm alchemist. And you're listening to The Geek Show, which has been passed down the Armstrong line for a generation or two. We're in the animation section, and today we are talking about plans and heists. Yes. Did I just catch you all by surprise? Well, no. usually you'd say, who wants to welcome back? Boy, he went rogue. <laughs> oh, you all looked busy. <laughs> so, so, so that's a point. I, I should start it now that everyone is busy. I was eating biscuits. Let's not give I'm any still eating biscuits. the song's finishing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it's on just, the tours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you paying attention? Yes, we're in animation and graphic literature. Um, okay. Lupin 3. Lupin the third. Lupin the third, right. Uh, I don't remember Lupin 1 and 2. Did I I miss out on those over years? Well, they actually have to... They can't spell it I-I-I in America. They actually actually have have to put the third. Well, Lupin is a real person. Kind of legal guffins, so you have to change it to the third. Uh, uh, That's the uh, legend, apparently. Well... Of, Of Lupin. That's the legend. It's just in America, they wouldn't watch Lupin... The third, if it was I, 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 because they haven't seen Lupin 1 and 2. Yeah, they do have that problem. It's like the madness of King George was originally the madness of George the third. Yeah. Um, okay. Aside from Lupin and his crossovers with Detective Conan, why are can heists and thefts... Um, and Let's put Team Rocket to one side as well, because we know they try their heist every single episode. Um <laughs> Why are heists and thefts not commonly seen in anime or Western cartoons? I mean, if it's in Pokemon, so we know it can be funny. I mean, it's Pinky in the Brain as well. You know, the whole mm. plans and everything like that to take over the world. We know it can be funny, but it's not a commonly used thing. It's hard work, I think, because you've got to craft this situation where they pull out all these sort of different ideas and different mechanics that work besides each other and then you got to sort of impose a character inside of that and I, make a character I, and come a character come to work it's hard like with games where it's a, it's like a mission type rather than a full premise for a game yeah i'd say that that's often the case with like cartoons as well that there might be an episode yeah. um i remember for example um I've forgotten the name of the cartoon. <laughs> Recess. Yes. Yes. Had a fair few Actually, heist style episodes. Yes, it did. Because of the like the tone of it and uh, it was Almost yeah. a mock prison camp. Yeah. Um, Recess was actually very clever in its approach to things like that. And it it, uh, it did the same where it set up the, the characters as being like... Uh, do, you, do you remember the one where he was put into the... Where uh, the uh, leader was put into the box? Is basically... The, she just drew like a square on the ground and put him in there. Oh, yes. And he goes mad because he, he goes the mad. isolation. It, it, it was kind of like Steve McQueen in The Great Escape being in the, being in the, uh, the isolation. He had a baseball though. Yeah, he had a baseball. This guy, this kid didn't have anything and no walls to bounce the baseball off. It's much more extreme, man. Steve McQueen would have given up by that point. (laughs) 
it can it can be an episode, but it's yeah, it to to craft that every episode week in week out is a lot of effort. A lot. It, of, it is a lot of effort. An arc at most. That's as far as I'll take it. Well, yeah, an arc. Oh, but I mean, even even with that though, you, you still don't see it that often. I mean, even if it's just an episode. Well, if it, if it's anime, is there a degree of because that's kind of Lupin's thing. We don't want to muscle in and get, you know. Well, not really, because you have others that. Uh, I mean, obviously, One Piece with the infel da- infel down. Or? Yeah, with infel well, down. Well, that's not really a plan. That's just kind of run over there and beat everybody up, and then run over there and beat everybody up. <laughs> There's no great logic to no, that. There, there is supposedly a plan. Um, there is a plan to get him in, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if there's a plan to get him out, but uh, you know, um, One Piece does have those whole infiltration bits. There's in this lobby as well. Well, you say that, but they're never anything different than let's go over there, beat them up, jump on that train, beat them up, get off the train, beat them up. See, what uh, I then suppose got, that is a plan, but yeah, there it's not is. a very good one. But then you've got characters like Isaac and Miria. Isaac, ha- Isaac Dian and Miria Havant from Bacano, and also Durarara, who all they do is the weirdest heists mm-hmm. yeah. th- that you've heard of. You can't break into the museum, so you steal the front door. So they go through all the planning and stuff, they get the costumes, they sort everything out, and then you just sort of go and flub it. Yeah. And I mean, still end up on top. They dressed as mummies to rob the museum. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, often when you get long convoluted plans, yeah, in in anime and in cartoons, they work better if no one's told anyone them, yes. so they can reveal yes. it later. I, Whereas with a heist, normally you're told the plan straight off. Yeah, yeah. So there's not the clever. It was Eisen's plan all along Be- because yeah. half of the the interest of seeing a heist thing. Is the planning of it? Yeah, I mean, there is one that kind of did away with that tr- that whole idea of seeing. Uh, 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 well, it did and it didn't. It did show you the plan for certain things, but the overall plan it didn't show you until the very end. Um, and it's a re- it's kind of an obscure one at, uh, right now. Uh, it's called the Daughter of Twenty Faces. Have you guys heard of it? Basically, the character of Twenty Faces was uh, it, it was one of those fictional creations like Lupin. <laughs> Um, he was he was basically kind of a master of disguise, the ultimate kind of the ultimate thief, and technically, I suppose you could consider him a rival to the fictional Lupin in terms of popularity. Um, and basically, he is uh, in the story. He basically kidnaps a girl who's being heavily abused by her uh, her stepmother, and they're basically she's the sole heir to a fortune, and they basically try and poison her. Slowly, so it looks like it's she's dying of natural causes. He he takes her away, kidnaps her, and saves her life. And then, technically, she, he trains her in how to be a master thief, just like him. And he apparently dies or doesn't die. Nobody's sure what happens. I'm not going to say any more than that. But that involved a lot of planning of the heists and a lot of you know running of the heists, everything like that. And that's probably the only one I can think of outside of Bacchanal and Lupin. Will you actually see that? I think it's a society thing. It's kind of uh, square Japan. That's why all the most perverse stuff is really perverse. Hmm. But generally, Japan is quite a, a square quite country. 
So doing something as rebellious, I suppose, as a heist, just doesn't really, you know... Well, no, I, I disagree because... It, it's, it's just an idea. I'm not saying it's hard and fast and definitely true. Of no, course uh, not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I disagree with totally with what you're saying. I'm saying that I disagree that um, the, the lack of planned heists or planned robberies, that sort of thing, is an offshoot of that because... I, I, ca- I can't understand how the whole delinquent side of things fits into it. Because I like saying ah a lot and rolling the R's. <laughs> that's the only reason. That's the, only, that's, that's the signing. Like saying Cora! It's the initiation that you can say at least 12 seconds you're in. Yeah. Jobs it's one of the reasons I chuckle whenever someone tells me, uh, tells me to watch The Legend of Cora. Yeah, you're not explaining that joke. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Cora is not a good word. The Japan. legend of Rotter. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds um, like quite a cool series, actually. Yeah. There um, we go. <laughs> weirdly enough, you do get some plans in delinquent stuff. In stuff involving delinquents. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, I suppose it's not really heist, but they, in a way, because they're not exactly going to go out and rob places. No, 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 but they do try and come up with plans to avoid those three sisters, don't they? But to get them job workers, that's what... Yeah, oh God, like, yeah. that's the, they uh, develop uh, really insane elaborate uh, scams in order to get like what, I think like 25 cents or just a couple of dollars just to buy job workers. Yeah. Do you know, we've forgotten Wiley Coyote. I think we've gone way off the line if that's a heist no no it's not but his plans are just kind of okay well his plan usually just boils down to i have one piece of equipment you think i'll use it you think he'd kind of get bored of that one roadrunner there's other roadrunners out there you know he doesn't have to fix it on that one quite so much but he does have you ever thought when he actually catches up with him what is he going to do? And once like, he, 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 he eats a roadrunner, then what is he to do with his life? He's got to avoid where his life is just no, no meaning no, no, anymore. Apparently there, there was supposed to be a cartoon where he did actually catch him and then he let him go. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't count that as well, heist or plan yeah. or anything. No, no, the, the plan well, is always... They kind always, of have to because, you know, that's, they immortally will catch that pigeon one day. But... Yes, they will. <laughs> No, they'll, they'll, win, they'll win the wacky races as well. No, nah, don't be silly. No, that happened in episodes. They did win every so no, often. They, they, they would break down on the finish line. Yeah. No, there were. I remember the episodes where they've won, but they usually win in like a very unspectacular. It's a great game though. Fashion on the yeah. uh, Dreamcast. Oh yeah, oh, it's a great game on the Dreamcast. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, moving into uh, comics and manga then. Um, why are it's kind of the opposite of uh, of anime. When you go move into superhero comics, heists are pretty much an everyday thing. But not in the way that, like, normally the heist has happened by the time a superhero that, gets that's involved. That's what I mean. It, it's normally happened. It's just kind of, oh, no, Dr. Octopus is robbing the bank. We must stop him. Oh, no, he's robbed the banks. Can someone beat him up now and get all our cash back? Yeah, but- he, he's usually standing out victorious outside the thing carrying... Giant bags with dollar signs. He's on not them. a very good robber, is he? <laughs> Has he not heard the of the getaway driver? <laughs> he doesn't need one. He can just stride across the town with metallic tentacles. That's what I mean. Why isn't Strut. he gone? <laughs> and actually, running away is the worst thing you can do if you've just conducted a bank robbery. You should dress smartly and walk slowly. Just fair, walk at a casual pace. With the with the equipment Doc Ock has, he must have actually done some successful heists because that stuff is expensive. Yeah. The thing is, he probably just stole that stuff rather than bo- stealing the money. He, he, that stuff. he needs a roller skate attachment, then he'd be unstoppable. 
Never catch him. Ever. But I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> that'd be thing. so hard to control. That'd be Dr. Octodad. <laughs> it would. <laughs> He'd master it, though. What kind of, I mean, what kind of bank job is Rhino going to do? Run at the wall, pick up the safe and run away He's with it. He's done that a few <laughs> times. <laughs> he does that regularly. Exactly. So <laughs> does the likes of the shocker. He's a yeah. career criminal. He makes his money doing that. It's not he really a heist, Rob. <laughs> I know it's not a heist. But they're, they're the sort of ones, them, them sort of Spider-Man villains are the ones that do heist on a daily basis. Well, you know, that, that's, pretty much that's a daily basis, su- yeah. That's how they support themselves. They, they don't have the ambitions that I will rule the world or enslave humanity. They're like, no, I want money. I'm going to take some money. Yeah. Well, uh, Joker's entire existence is a heist. That's the only way he kind of rolls, you know. He's always got these elaborate plans. To cause chaos. Yeah, yeah, but... That's about it. It's it, still, it, like, tell you what, a though. very heavily planned thing he's it got was, going on. It was a set-up to every one of the 60s Batman episodes, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but... The, you know, like, oh, they're opening the new Fabergé egg exhibition in Gotham Museum. I hope <laughs> Eggman yeah. doesn't show up. Yes. Um, no, Egghead, sorry, Egghead. Egghead, yes. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, in the Batman comics, um, it's all going a bit metaphysical where the Joker's concerned. Does he actually exist, then, or not? Is he a figment of everyone's imagination? I read the one that you that you read, uh, uh, read the stuff with the pale man. No, no, not the stuff with the pale man. No. It's just kind of you know the one with the with the uh, psychiatrist who wrote the book. Oh yeah, uh, you know. So does Joker actually exist or not? I don't know anymore after reading that. I'm like it's made up by <laughs> Batman. I I, I think he kind of does because then who did in that comic he cuts off Alfred's hand and it's, I, it's I think that's not it, yeah, thing. But it's that's kind of like thing. Fight Club it was oh, actually him it doing it all it was a shaving accident Master Bruce he cuts off Alfred's hand but the thing is he can't be in two places at once it's like Fight Club he was kind of doing it all Yeah, he can't be in two places at once and no but could... the Joker influences people yeah but yeah, that's that, what I mean that's, I think the end was him lying to her about stuff yeah um the conversation she thinks she's had with the other guy, yeah, she had with a different guy, and now the Joker's pretending he was that guy. That's what I, I mean. Think... So who is the Joker? So no, the, then, the yeah. Joker's always there. He's Everybody just pretending knows. to be someone else at that time. I'm confused. Heists, then, yeah. Yes. Anyway, back to heists. As you're saying, the Joker's existence is one big heist. Well, that's how he he kind of makes his his bread like that. Elaborate plans, elaborate plans to sort of do a number on Batman. He's, he's all about the plans, Joker. Well, no, he's basically Bart, the Bart, Simpson, uh, Bart Simpson's version of, uh, sorry, Batman's version of Bart Simpson. No, you know he's not. not. He's, always, he's always got some elaborate plan. He's always no, but that's one what step I'm ahead of Batman. He only uses that power to annoy Batman. Not really annoy, he just kind of wants to be on the same level ah. as Batman. He wants him to understand that he's just as crazy as the rest of them. That's kind of one of his big themes. Yeah. You know, to call it just Bat, uh, some of the, Bat uh, Simpson, it's very uh, reductive. Very some reductive. of the Joker origins are the, especially the old Red Hood one where he was the Red Hood gang, yeah. where they basically were robbing banks and performing yes. heists. Yes. Largely, it's the less powerful superheroes that it's confined to, like Batman mm. and Superman, not Spider-Man. They're not yeah. the most powerful of superheroes, but their villains tend to be very heisty. Or, yeah, the ones that are grounded with sort of a science or... And some sort of believability. It's not like Superman who could just throw, like, a like one or a truck in space. Doctor Strange would never stop a bank heist. No, 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 no he wouldn't. Neither would the Silver Surfer. Yeah, a no, 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 that's kind of going Su- out of the list. Superman has stopped bank robbers before. I know, but it doesn't really feel right. He's very interstellar. It's all very 
grounded old in school. I, I, it's, it's superheroes that have their town and they defend their town. That it works well with them when they're yeah. heisty, uh, but otherwise, uh, no. Do you know what uh, what annoys me about the whole Superman stopping bank robbers? It's well documented. He's bulletproof. Yet they still shoot him. That's a cool shot, though, in the uh, Superman Returns. Yeah, shoot a bullet in his eye. That's awesome. Oh, I, I would attempt that because you know, like maybe he's got like tough skin, but like if you got one good shot in the eye, who knows what would happen? What happens if you fire it up his nose? Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe if it goes straight to his brain, maybe that'll kill him. You don't know. I'll get stuck up here, so he's got to do the. He's gonna, oh, that, that, that's brilliant. <laughs> maybe like maybe he's just spread a, like a, a good rumor that he's bulletproof. I'd still shoot just once, just to um, see. Well, like Hercules on that BBC thing. Yeah, it's just a middle-aged guy who's really not allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's what Superman is. Who calls himself Superman anyway? It's clearly a ruse. He clearly. didn't call himself Superman. Lois Lane called him that. That's really lazy, Lois, isn't it? For a name of somebody. Yeah. That that was probably like she was like, let's give him the name Superman or something stupid like that. I'm like, I love it. No, no, no. That was. That was just a suggestion. That wasn't. That's to probably begin. right. Yeah. <laughs> Print it every every cover on, of every newspaper. Yeah, it totally means hope. Actually, yeah. I'm Kryptonian. <laughs> Shut up, Superman. <laughs> You're a man. But yeah, I think that the way it works is if it's somebody has their place, their territory that they defend. Yeah. Then most of the time, it is people trying to rob something that they defend people against. Like mm. Batman and Superman. I mean, and Spider Man. Sorry, you do get other, other heroes. It is principally Batman and uh, Batman and Spider Man because they're like the local neighborhood superhero. Well, it's Spider Man is the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, isn't he? Not more friendly. He's kind of annoying. But <laughs> Depends <laughs> which Bam, uh, what Spider Man you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's a sad day when Spider Man left Middlesbrough. <laughs> He used to be on the building over there. Yeah, no. Not as good as the Korean Spider-Man, but uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't go there. Uh, I'm surprised something like Suicide Squad hasn't imp- explored like the heist angle kind of thing. It's ripe for that. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the Assault on Arkham movie yes. was a heist. They were like, it okay, um, uh, the Riddler's Kane has a fun drive with delicate information on it. He's trapped in Arkham, and so is his cane. Break in and get it. Actually, and it was amazing. How it it really was. In terms of manga, there is a really good one that I've been reading, and I've just remembered it. Um, it's called Montage. And it's not so much what happens th- about the heist. right? It's what happens after the heist. Um, basically, three hundred uh, in like the 1960s, they sold 300 million yen, which is about like a billion yen now. £2.50, yeah? It's about a billion yen now, which however much that is. Anyway, what's happened is that the people who stole it, they've all kind of dispersed, but they don't know what happened to the money. Only one guy knew what happened to the money. He kind of took the money and ran. And now the fallout is happening to his son and one of his son's friends because they found him, they killed him, and now his son is being uh, is being you know uh, hounded and chased by the police and uh, also you know all sorts of shady shady gangs and organisations and stuff like that because they want this money. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the long term fallout of what happens after the heist is finished. Oh, things like a is it a tantine? Sorry, um, it's a setup. It happens in sometimes war films when they've got like. Uh, you know, like a series of keys that one person can get the money. Oh, right. No, it's not one of those. It's basically he took the money and ran. 
he basically stole the money uh, for himself and hid it away somewhere and then basically changed his name, changed his identity and just faded into obscurity. And because he wasn't living a lavish lifestyle, everyone thought he, you know, everyone thought he, you know, didn't recognize him. They had to track him down and eventually they found him and killed him. So basically that. Uh, pick of the geek then. Yes. I don't know what it is, but just have one. Just <laughs> recommend something to do with plans or heists, whether it's a cartoon or a comic or a manga or whatever. Well, I said it before, but everyone knows how much I love Suicide Squad. Uh, the assault in Arkham was amazing, and it it really sh- showed what a delinquent group doing our heist could do, and how their sort of their personalities can clash and how it can kind of divert where they're meant to be mm. going and how it, they it do doesn't it. hold back at all it, it, it i thought it was really good yeah yeah um if i'm going to recommend so uh, uh, see i would recommend the daughter of 20 faces but it's only the first half that's good after it goes into the whole detective girls bit it just kind of it loses it so i can't really recommend that one in good conscience uh, good conscience so recommend something. Then. I am thinking. Quiet, you. It's radio. I really shouldn't be quiet. It's kind of counterintuitive, Rob. All right. Do you have then. a? Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm just babbling. <laughs> I'm feeling the air. I don't know what to say. Hmm. Yeah, there's not a bevy of things to pick from. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I sort of the point we made from talking about the anime and I guess the comics is. Uh, heights aren't big in either of these mediums. Or, or so commonplace that they're not noteworthy. Yeah. yeah. You know, that if... I mean, there are, there are really big heists in, in, in comics. You know, stuff like Doctor Doom stealing the cosmic cube kind of thing in order to take over the universe is like a major plot point. And it's shifted from cosmic cubes. Now he wants the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a kids movie movies but Despicable Me has a very nice touch to it yeah he's one of the choice. ones yeah. I, yes. gonna, uh, uh, I do like the planning sequence yes it's a <laughs> montage they're always montages oh no but the uh, I I shrink the moon I take the moon I sit on the toilet yes <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where a picture that is yeah. the, the kids have drawn has got into the isn't that the premise for why he has the kids as part of the elaborate heist plan. Yeah, so he could sell cookies so. to the person he was going to rob from, so he could put in cookie robots to spy on him. Right. Like, like you said, there's really not a lot. Um, I mean, Lupin, anything Lupin is an obvious one. Wasn't there a, a Fantastic Mr. Fox? Wasn't there kind of a... Oh, yes. Fantastic Mr. Fox is great, but it's supposed to be a kid's book, so there's a lot of friction against that thing. Yeah. Um, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Well, certain episodes. Um, yeah, certain episodes of it. But I mean, watch it all. Oh yeah, watch it all. It's amazing. You know, it's that and second gig. Uh, I think the the actual heist one I'm thinking of is in second gig. Um, um, but you know, um, I think it's worth watching it all for an animation that is like. All sorts of elaborate plans yeah. uh, leading towards an end goal. I I would, mean, the Laughing uh, Man stuff was really elaborate. <laughs> I was going to say something entirely different. Oh, which uh, one are you going to say? Chicken Run. <sighs> yes. Well, it's great escape. It's classic, yeah. te- classic stuff. But like the whole thing is Ginger making the plans. Yeah, it's kind of been forgotten, that movie. I don't know why. Just, 
it's not cool anymore. Yeah, people remember Wallace and Gromit, but none of the other things. But Chicken Run's kind well, of Wallace amazing. Wallace and Gromit it had is. the penguin. You could kind of yeah, put the, penguin the, the, the pirates into that as well. Planned out the museum heist. Mm. Yes, there is an, an, an element of planning and heistery in their other movie, uh, The Pirates and an Adventure with Scientists. That's very tricksy. Yeah. Scared. And as a great gag as well. <laughs> blood Island, named because it's shaped like some blood. <laughs> it's a great gag. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all the like Wallace and Gromit's, uh, uh, everyone think by those studios, they really like heists, apparently, just yeah. for, like, and they like that setup, and they're really good at, like, recreating it. Mm. So it, it's entertaining how they can put that in quite a comedic role. Yeah. If you're talking about plans, and uh, uh, to be honest, there's two that I don't really want to mention, but I suppose I've got to just be just to keep uh, keep specific people happy because they do involve plans as Death Note and Code Geass. Death Note plan, don't be daft. Yeah, there's a huge amount of plans going yeah, on. He's, he, I love Death Note. He's incredibly stupid about it. <laughs> oh, no, elaborate plans involving. Uh, he's incredible. They won't see what I'm doing because I'll take this potato chip. Yeah. And eat it. Oh, he kind of <laughs> seen what I do. I'll kill him and his family, everybody ever known. Yeah, that's real smart. Look, real it, smart. He's got stuff like where he has to plan ways to influence certain people's actions and so he can wipe his own memory and um, get it back. Because, like, he needs, he can't have contact with the book while L's about. So he works out this whole plan how he can get rid of the book get rid of his memory of it and have like plans put in place to lead back to him getting his book mm, okay do you know what is good what is good for not so much the plan but the deconstruction of the plan is detective conan yeah oh as it's known in america case closed do you want to elaborate <laughs> basically he's a genius high school uh, high school detective who thanks to uh, a drug developed by a mysterious organization is uh, shrunk down into the body of, say, a uh, six-year-old. And he has to try and find a cure so he can return to his normal body. But his, you know, his uh, faculties, his wits, are still the same. So he adopts the name uh, Conan and pretends he's his cousin. And it's his his adventures from then on. Cool. Are we going to... Take a break for some music. I don't think we have the time. Do we not? What time is it? 47. Oh, we'll just go into uh, final bits. Of we talked about uh, all these teams being comprised with your, your certain archetypes, but uh, picking our own from any bit of pop culture for our own, you know, mystery heist yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. We've got like, the archetypes, uh, tech guy, getaway driver, muscle, brains, insider... Distraction and wild. I don't know. You need wild card. Wild card's oh, kind of a. You, you don't really need one, but <laughs> it's a lot more entertaining if you do. It depends yeah. who the other guys are, frankly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I had to choose my wild card, I'd go with Ben. I'd just have him <laughs> standing there, you know, in front of the security camera dancing. That's not <laughs> well, a distraction. That's, <laughs> that's totally the distraction, Rob. Except, like, they just like we need to get down to the safe, like see if they're actually running, and just I'm just oh, there sorry. going wild card. <laughs> for the with, get- with a company in jazz hand <laughs> yep. yes. For the uh, getaway driver I'd have uh, Buggy in car mode From One Piece Okay Because he, put, he, put, he comes apart And he puts wheels on his hands And his feet And he's like a little car And he's amazing yeah. <laughs> I thought you would have gone with, uh, with something from the Transformers Something like no. that No 
because that's uh, way too big and way too conspicuous. You oh, get yeah, nowhere, Rob. Like, none true. of them look like cars that should be parked next to anything. Nah, you'd think, what's up with that, you know? Yeah, people oh. be taking pictures of the really nice car pretending they own it. For brains, they'd obviously have brains. from Not brains, sorry, from uh, Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> I don't know. I would have gone with Conan from Detective Conan. Yeah, but he's, he's not a mouse, so... Except the thing is, Brain <laughs> never really gets his plans working out how he wants to. Exactly. He, he just got Pinky as the second. He needs like more of a, a backup team. You see, for my brains, I've got down Shikamaru from Naruto. The guy's plans... Well, to tr- he's more of a defensive guy, isn't he? Except he plans strategically about how things are going to go down rather than going, this is a plan and we'll do it as best as we can and wing it. He... Yeah. Works out how things will go down. My my distraction is also my muscle. It's uh, Hitman from Hitman Reborn because <laughs> he's, no, yeah. no, no. no. he's a baby. No, no, he's a baby. He's a cute oh. little baby, but he's also like an extreme badass. Yeah, yes. So it's like two purposes. No, now you see, my getaway would be Nightcrawler. Yes. <laughs> that's a good that's one. Good. And my distractor would what, be Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Would be from a Hypnotoad. Would, would be what? <laughs> All glory to the Hypnotoad. <laughs> Oh, see, I was having trouble trying to come up with a getaway man, but I like Nightcrawler. That's Nightcrawler, good, right? Yeah. Do you do you want my uh, do you want my rundown? That's bound to fail because I've made it up completely of video game villains. Go on, do it. So, okay, for the tech guy, we've got Doctor Wily. Not because he's a great inve- inventor, but because he's good at messing with other people's systems. Right? Okay. Getaway driver going with Doctor Robotnik because he's got a machine for every type of escape. Yeah. Muscle, Bowser, because he's a huge dragon turtle thing. Yeah. Uh, Brains, Al- Wesker. I would have gone with Neocortex. Yeah, he'd fit more the failure, failure yeah, thing. exactly. Um, and uh, for the distraction, we've got to have Team Rocket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just the fall guys for everything. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's my team that's bound for failure. Yeah. Uh, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah, it, it'd basically be like, what if that meet uh, that meeting room in Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, <laughs> was it did a heist? So um, I've gone a bit more serious with mine. Like, who could actually work stuff out? Hey, that they, they, they could work. They just <laughs> fail. Yeah, <laughs> they will get like completely destroyed by a group of animals coming after them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for my tech. The laughing man. Guy can hack stuff on the yes. fly. He's like, I'm walking past, there's a camera, the camera's down. Yeah. We've got a um, laser grid, no more laser grid. Everything's solid. Uh, muscle, Gamagori. Doesn't matter how big the thing that needs moving is, he's just going to be big enough. Who, who is that? Gamagori from Kill the Kill. Oh, like, right. See, I, w- I would have gone with, uh, for muscle, I would have gone with What's-His-Face from Bleach, you know, the one with the... With the uh, thing he saw, Kempachi. No, there's a guy in Bleach who's like really strong, and he turns into like a, a massive monster at the end of it, who's killed off like camera. <laughs> He's like a bald oh, guy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, one of the Espada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yami, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. He's like a massive strong guy. You want him? Yeah, he but had... he got killed by Kempachi and uh, thingy. Well, he 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 got the uh, he got the reveal to go. Oh, the Espadas aren't ranked ten to one. Yeah. They're ranked nine to zero. Yes. And I'm zero. <laughs> but you're really big and really slow. Um, yeah. yeah. Well that's why I, that's why I said Kampachi. I think he'd make a much better strong guy. What's the name of the dog? Oh him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the He'd be interesting. The the fox guy. Banjo. Yeah. 
know. Well, his, <laughs> his, his bankai is like a kaiju-sized samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of him. He yeah. died recently, though, in the show. In the oh, camp, in really? The manga. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Um, Who cares about bleach spoilers, really? <laughs> Certainly not. I, I didn't even know he's still going. <laughs> exactly. The manga is. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I've said my brains with Shikamaru. Um, Inside Man, Decoy Octopus from the first Metal Gear. Who yeah, you barely realised was in the first Metal Gear. Exactly. Yes. He is that good. Um, and Safe Cracker, we didn't mention it on that list. No. Catwoman. Makes sense. Break safe. Yeah. Hmm. And then um, Wildcard, Groot and Rocket. Anything goes wrong, I'm pretty sure we'll work our way with well, those two. Rocket's almost a tech guy. Yeah. Because he can make anything into something explosive. I'm, I'm taking Rocket then. <laughs> Him yeah. and, you know, uh, Hitman Reborn, they'll, they'll be like the cutest team in existence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little raccoon and a baby. Don't, yeah. <laughs> we could make just a team of wild cards and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> just throw them in. I know what I would do. Actually, we should probably do that. <laughs> I, I, I know the perfect distraction for, um, for uh, if you go, wanted to rob like an American bank, Yoko Littner. Because Americans love the whole kind of girls with guns thing. Yeah, but she's a sniper. She normally stays like, oh, yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know you she normally Barry, stays away. Have... She's the distraction. You basically, no, number no, no, one, no, no. why is the sniper so close to us? And number two, you want Barry, you want Barry <laughs> Scott. with a gun. You want Barry Scott because they like being shouted at Americans. <laughs> and they'd be amazing at it. No, because they'd all shoot him <laughs> when just, he went. Just well, every time bang, he said, and the safe is gone. Flawless logic. Flawless. Brian Blessed for muscle. Or just shout at everybody. Yeah. Are, are we going to get those guys from the from the news story earlier to wire up Brian Blessed? So if shouting at everyone doesn't son- work, he can call in the Hawkman. <laughs> yes. Hawkman! <laughs> no, we, we, we get the guys from, you know, the early story about the base cannon, and we get them to wire up Brian Blessed so we can use his voice as a weapon. That's genius. That's, Evil, but genius. Basically, what the shocker has, yeah, <laughs> it's not like electric shocks like most people think. It's actually just sound. Yes, mm. but he has Brian sort, of, he sort of a misleading name. Yeah, he should be called Quilt Wearing Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does wear a lot of quilting. Um, okay, we're uh, pretty much at the end of the show. Okay, so um, let us know what your dream team would be. Yes, according to Jay Fraser, it's Team Rocket. Tell you the truth, they do always seem to get really far, as long as they keep, like, ten-year-olds away from them. They're sorted. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, not the just them. The actual authorities never stopped them. The plans were, the, the plans were, uh, their plans were, uh, weren't the only ones stopped by kids. It was also uh, all the fa- plans foiled by the Scooby-Doo gang. So they, they were pretty flimsy meddling plans kids. in the first place. Yeah, the meddling kids. I think eventually someone must go, wait, are you really scared of this weird thing? It doesn't even look like a ghost. Can't you see the projector over there? Yeah. Are you, are you stupid? Yeah, he stupid? Everything's <laughs> followed the second someone's head goes past who's going to the bathroom. Yeah. But uh, we are out of time. Yes. But uh, coming up on the 9th of April is our next quiz, which will be, as ever, at uh, Mink. From seven thirty to when we when we say so, yes, <laughs> and uh, loads of prizes, loads of goodies, and we'll post it. We'll be up as soon as we can get it out. 
Yes. Um, next week, we are talking it's about... It's Easter, so... Yes, it's Easter. We're taking a sort of a cue from that greatest zombie story of all time. Yes. And uh, talking about things coming back from the dead. As in series, TV shows, that sort of thing. Yes. Okay, um, we have been The Geek Show. I've been Rob. I've lost my voice nearly. I've been Ryan. I was a Dave. I'm Ben. We'll see you all next week. Bye. For 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.